Hey, Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! All right, part two of this episode. This is fun. Yes! Ease three. The wonders of ease. Ease three. Easy-E. Right? It wasn't that easy, right. though. This game was not easy. <laughs> Straight out of combat. <sighs> Young. Oh, never mind. Um... <laughs> I could go on and on. Uh, <laughs> memories of this game, I don't have any. Um, the only Ease game I played before this was one I played on the Switch, and I'm going to slaughter the name of it. It was like, what was it Ease Sacra something? I can't remember. Sacra Blue? Yeah, something like that. It was cool. I mean, it was... It was <laughs> maybe, uh, was it Ease... Uh, let's see, I'll Google it. Ease 8, maybe? I'm going to Google it. Yeah, okay, it's not... Yeah, it's, I had it's a not lacrimosa, lacrimosa of Dana. Not, I was going to say Sacramosa. Whatever lacrimosa means. I was going to say Sacramosa. It's lacrimosa. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was neat because, uh, you know, I, I remember playing as a character named Adol or Adol, however you say his name, and uh, yeah. Dogie, and all of a sudden I go back in time, and here they are again. They, they stay true to the same yeah. characters. It's really cool. They, uh, Dogie is in most of the games. Um, he shows up as a, a non-playable character earlier on but yeah but yeah isn't that isn't that cool yeah like uh there is some consistency that you find in the e series and kind of a comfort food feeling that you don't get in like final fantasy say yeah. uh because every single one's different exactly. or it's a different story exactly these ones it's more like it's more like the adventure stories we remember as kids, right? Where it's like a hero. It's like an Indiana Jones or something where the character is going on multiple adventures. And, um, you know, it's not always earth shattering, but it's it's fun. Yeah, so that's cool. And I would say, yeah, for, for me, um, I didn't. I'm trying to think. Definitely didn't have Ease 3 on the Sega Genesis. I want to say I did try playing ease 3 as a kid or we borrowed it on super nintendo and it was one of those things where we didn't have a guide and <laughs> the difficulty curve in the game is like a cliff yeah no kidding <laughs> at the beginning if, if you don't realize that oh this is more like an rpg if you went straight from playing zelda to playing ease 3 um you would be really confused because that RPG elements so baked in that you need to grind and level up. Yeah, and that's that's a good point too because I, I watched a few videos kind of on the history of this game and they, they had mentioned where previous Ease games kind of had that top-down view like the original yeah, Legend, top of, down, Legend of Zelda. Um, run into enemies, just kind of, you know, bump into them. Yeah, and then when Zelda 2 came out, you know, side-scrolling and then Ease 3 kind of did similar thing. So. Yeah, so... I'd, I'd actually gone, this was a couple years ago, um, I went through, I was like, okay, I'm finally going to do it. I've heard so much about this series. I have friends that just adore this series. My friend Dan, actually both my friends named Dan, <laughs> love the series. About dance. Dan Colin and my, my friend Dan Celia. Um, something about dance. They <laughs> love this series, love the music, um, just the straightforward action gameplay. Um, so yeah, they, they'd been telling me to play it for years. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start at the beginning. And, you know, I bumped off of Ease 3. So I started with Ease 1 and 2. I'd heard that the TurboGrafx CD versions were really good. So I, I did end up playing through those and beating them. And it had a really good time. Um, now, were, were those games more, like, were they, were they action RPGs where you had to grind a lot more? Yeah, um, they were action RPGs. You would grind... Um, 
And I would say, of course, the main difference is they were top-down Zelda style yeah. like that instead of this one, which is side-scrolling. So it's almost like the difference between going from Zelda 1 to Zelda 2. Um, pretty close to that, except, it, like I said, it's more stat improvement and then finding like magic items and things. And in Ease 1 and 2, you know, it, it was a fun little engaging story you got to climb a cool tower <laughs> uh, the, the bosses were always interesting even from the first ease the bosses i would say were typically more fun to fight than the average boss in this style of game and that carries on in, in ease 3 also where each boss is is sort of unique and you have to sort of figure out kind of like mega man to figure out what the weakness of the boss is or figure out their attack pattern. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. The production value on Ease One and Two, the remake on TurboGrafx CD. Um, it was one I it was one I'd always wanted to play as a kid, but didn't get to play it until more recently. Um, something like I remember, EGM had like the top 100 games of all time, and Ease Book One and Two was in that list. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, oh, I have to play this at some point, and finally did got through those games and then right after that i was like okay i'm finally gonna do it i'm gonna play ease 3 and first one i first version i played because it's been put on every system known to man and we'll probably go more into that was I, i played the genesis version um and was finally able to get over that initial hump and and have a good time with it yeah once i once i figured it out once i figured out that you kind of had to grind early on did, or you will get destroyed. Yeah, exactly. And I had to take that advice as well because um, it, it was just you're like you're just getting slaughtered. But I, I was going to ask you, did you play any of the newer Ease games, like the ones that have come out in the past yes. ten years or so? Uh, yeah. So I, I bought the PS2 one, which was I think Arc of Naptism, Napsium, something like that. Uh, that one was really fun. I didn't get super far into that because I, I had this thing where I often buy games and not play them very much. <laughs> Same. Or I play them for a little bit and then bounce off. I think that's just called being an adult, right? <laughs> yeah, so that was the... F- in, in my early adult life, that was one of the first things I spent my money on. Um, so enjoyed that one a bit. And then I did play the remake of Ease 3, which was Oath in Felgana, which is the land where this game takes place. And... I played it after I beat Ease 3 on Sega Genesis, and it is an incredible remake. It's like a remake of a remake. Cool, cool. Um, or I guess a remake of a port, whatever. The Genesis version is a port um, that changes a few things. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, the, the modern Ease games, much more comfortable to play. They changed the perspective back to the top-down style, but it's 3D, so... It's on PSP. It's on Windows. You can easily get it on Steam. Super great arranged guitar, rock, yeah, it's good music, good stuff. Every E soundtrack from day one, when I think Yuzo Koshiro was doing it, has had a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, agreed. I've I never I've only played what three now, three different three different E's games, not just E yeah. three, but every one of them had a really. Uh, kicking soundtracks uh, and if you like that kind of i don't want to say it reminds me of like sonic adventure but it's got that kind of style where it's just kind of 
hard rock and very melodic. Just just good stuff. Yeah. Kind of power metalish. Yeah, melodic <laughs> Japanese yeah. hard rock style. Yeah. So I, exactly. I'm, I'm with you there for sure. But uh, this game for the Genesis, we're going to talk about the Genesis version for sure. It came out in 91 for the Genesis. I believe it came out in 89 for some of the other systems. Um, it was developed by Nihon Falcom. If you, you'll probably know Falcom from other things. And uh, published by Renovation for the Genesis. And this one is not a cheap one today. Um, I actually went out and bought a, a repro cart on Etsy just so I could have a copy of it. But uh, it does cost about $70 loose. And it's going for about $185 complete in box. So this is this is not an easy one. This is not an easy one to get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I would recommend picking it up that way if you can or if you can find an official copy that's great but i played it on my everdrive and realized too late that it the save functionality does not yeah, work exactly. on my version of the everdrive maybe in a newer everdrive um i'll have to check but i ended up having to beat the game in em- emulation yeah and, that's and maybe that's i don't know if it's the way for the original cart but the the repro i had you can do saves, but it only works if you keep the game on. The minute you turn it off, turn it back on, it like just erased it. Oh lord! So I, I had to do the same thing. I got real mad because I played it for a couple hours without stopping. Didn't realize that. Turned it back on, and I just. Had... It must have some special way that it saves to RAM that other games don't yeah, use, yeah. and so or or something, or maybe you just had a bad battery. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like getting a repro with a battery backup game. I mean, there's not many Sega Genesis games that used one. Not a ton, so that, that is frustrating now. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, and this game um, has a little bit of a story to it. I'll read the description from Moby Games. This says, Adol Christian's longtime friend Ogie wishes to return to his hometown of Redmond after hearing about strange disturbances that are happening there. Always looking for an adventure, Adol joins him and soon finds out the cause of this new evil. Another <laughs> very uh, brief description, but that's what we got. And it's funny because I, I looked here um, on Moby Games, and it, it gave this game a genre of action RPG, which I agree with. But then it said Metroidvania. And I had to think about that for a little bit. I'm like, I'm mm, not sure that falls in that I don't category. Really? No, it's too linear yeah. to be a Metroidvania. How often? There's maybe only like one level where there's branching paths. Yeah, and and the game is very much split into levels, like stages. Like you advance the story, and then you move on to another yeah. stage. I mean, there's definitely some stuff in here that remind me of. Castlevania, you know, like some of the yeah. lanterns on the wall I tried to hit with my sword and realized I'm not playing Castlevania. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened three or four times before I realized what I was doing, but yeah, I would not call this a Metroidvania at all. Lots of bats. Bats, yeah, yes. and there were uh, a couple creatures with whips in that second uh, stage, second world there. So. There is a clock tower area yeah. in the game, so I can see that. <laughs> it makes sense. Yep. Cool. But yeah, um, jumping into this game, man, I, I, I'm glad, before I even picked it up, you warned me, you're like, you have to grind, and you were you were not kidding, so first of all, I, I gotta admit something, I don't, maybe I'm the only person in the world that did this, but it took me a good five minutes to figure out how to equip something in my inventory, and dummy me, when, once you get into your inventory, basically, you, you have to highlight your, your, um, your... It's like Crystallis or Landstalker, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's like a, it's like you have your sword, your armor, and your shield, and you have to highlight each of those in that little grid, and then, like, you don't actually hit an equip button, you just unpause the game and, and you have it. And apparently, um, I tried to go into the first cave with just a sword and armor. I, I guess you have to have all three before you can equip anything. So that's, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if you tried that or not. 
going without a shield or it just basically wouldn't let you go forward without a without all three of them oh that's funny so maybe that's i you know i don't think i noticed that but that would be uh, an important way to gate progress yeah <laughs> but and i noticed once you get to that next level like if you're struggling at all like in the first area you know just kind of coming in and out of that cage in the first area you regenerate your health and everything i think you mentioned that to me before i even started but yeah once you leave all of your health yeah comes yeah back. and, and the, there, there are weird little almost modern conveniences to this game like that one yeah but I felt like the uh, the leveling up was a little lopsided because the minute you level up, you just kind of become like almost invincible to that first area that you were fighting again. Yeah. <laughs> it goes from being like, oh, this is punishingly hard. These enemies take multiple, multiple hits to take down to you're whiffing them like in one one hit or two hits and they're, and they're gone. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I would say the difference between this and Castlevania is that there are no delay frames, right? And so if you get hit by an enemy, there's no, like, knockback or there's no, like, uh, cooldown, right? Yeah, and I actually had that on my my notes. I said I kind of wish there was a knockback because if you're getting hit, you really didn't know it until you look at your energy bar and you realize you're about to die. Like, it just, there wasn't a lot of (laughs) feedback on that, on that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I did think it was interesting that, you know, they have a visual representation of the life bar, right? It's just a giant long bar that goes across the screen, <laughs> uh, which is kind of does remind me of a, a Castlevania or Ninja Gaiden type deal to just have that listed. And in this case, it's at the bottom of the screen right there. And it also I, I do like that you don't have to go into a screen to see your experience yeah that's nice and yeah and, and to see how many hit points you have yeah. and for, and, that, that is handy and for those that haven't actually played this yet um the, the, sc- the screen i liked i heard some folks kind of you know trashing it a little bit on our site and a few other forums but uh the gameplay is actually done in like kind of a rectangle with uh there's actually like a cool looking frame around it like kind of greenish and then you have your player bar yeah. and your enemy bar and then like aaron mentioned you have your hp um, which shows like, you know, 50 out of 50 or whatever. Then your experience points are there and it shows your gold. So it kind of shows all your stats right there in the same window, which I love because it's just it's, it's just kind of nice to have it all in, in one spot where you're not going through a bunch of crazy menus, which I'll, I'll hand it to this. You know, I'm playing a couple other more modern games and menu navigation is just painful <laughs> sometimes. And uh, I, I appreciated playing an old school game where menu navigation was not that uh, not that painful. Yeah, a lot, a lot of menu diving, uh, and and to to the point of the smallness of the screen. Try playing the Super Nintendo version where they actually shrink the yep. horizontal uh, part of the resolution down a little bit, also, so it's even more squished. And I think that's just more of where they were porting the game from. These games started out on the PC. 88 and 98 computers and then they were just like an NEC computer that was popular in Japan in the mid 80s and you know initial release in 1989 and then it was sort of ported to every 8 and 16 bit (laughs) machine they could port it to right but starting from that blueprint with the limitation of those computer systems they were already working with you know, uh, 
a computer system with limited hardware. And so I imagine that they were working with those limitations. And so putting the, the graphics in a smaller frame made sense. And then when they ported it to Genesis, of course, I think they just went with that, like, oh, let's just keep it that way also. Whereas if you look at, there's like a full-blown remake of this game uh, that came out before the PSP one I mentioned, where they did finally get rid of the frame, and it's it's still the you know side-scrolling deal. <laughs> so yeah, just just interesting how many different versions Falcom loves to remake ease games is what you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and the good thing is like I, I, the first one I played was the one I mentioned earlier, the, the, whatever it was called. It's a good one to start on. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, he's, he's eight or so. Yeah, I didn't feel completely lost. That was my fear. Um, a lot of times when these games have many, many sequels, you feel like you're going to jump in and get completely lost with the story, but I don't think it was that bad. Um, no, I feel like Adol is such a, a cipher of a character. Um, I think he hardly ever talks in the series. I think you catch him talking at the end of Ease 3. But otherwise, he's mostly a silent protagonist, yeah. and Dogi does most of the, the talking. Well, it's funny you said that, too, because uh, I, I think it... If he talked at all in East 3 in the very beginning, I it, I didn't catch it. I but think it's at the very end. It, well, I, I think I, it, I, yeah. after you talk to, what's his name, Chester, like the, the text changes to yellow and all of a sudden you're like, oh, the dude's talking. This is this is interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there is a section where it's like, oh, wait. And I think this is the only East game where he, he really talks. <laughs> but I think that plays to the strength of the East games in general, that he's mostly a silent protagonist. And it's meant to be that, you know, you're you're this character. And then the people around him are usually reacting to him, maybe saying some something or, or something that's unsaid, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a trick with silent protagonist games. I mean, look at Chrono Trigger. <laughs> um, so it, it, it happens. But I, I think that it might seem like, oh, there's so many ease games. Which one do I start with? Start with one of the modern ones if you have to, yeah. um, and then work your way back. There's there's no grand epic story that connects all the games together. It's more like, hey, you know, you're having a, an adventure with a with a familiar character and his, you know, his buddy, <laughs> his uh, blue-haired buddy Dogie. Red and blue, yep. Red and blue, yep. That's like uh, he's Nintendo, and then. Dogi Sega. That makes sense. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't actually beat this game this turn on there, and I, I did get past the first stage, of, of, or whatever you want to call it, the first little world. So, and, and it's kind of cool. There is like a like a overhead world when you leave the town, or where it kind of reminds you of playing any. I don't know, kind of like Zelda Two, where you, you're not walking to them, but you kind of see the overworld, and you can go to each little area. But it's a very very focused mission like you know where you're, very simple yeah very simple yeah. very focused mission and uh i did beat the first one um like i mentioned earlier i, I kind of got stuck at one of the i think it was the second boss and i went online to look at a walkthrough and i'm like man that guy beat that dude in two hits and then i realized oh he's a level higher than me so i went and leveled up real quick put put the power ring on yeah. which was kind of cool and i beat the dude in two hits so i was like oh, okay there you go <laughs> was this after the the 
the Ty, Tiger Mine or the Tigray Quarry. Yeah, yeah. It was like the, it kind of looked like a dragon, but the more I looked at it, it was more like a, like a female statue or something with wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a, a dragon type boss who's just kind of stationary, right? Yeah, you ba- and then shoot stuff at you. you. Basically just rush in with the power ring on, swipe, swipe, and it's dead. <laughs> but it's, Pretty much. If you have that power ring and you're leveled up properly. Yep. I had, I had a note here. I had to get my HP up to 80 before I could even. Because <laughs> I, I tried to do it uh, in a previous level and I swipe, I'd hit the thing like five or six times and it was only halfway down. <laughs> and it's almost impossible to dodge all that lightning and the fire it sends. So. It's like I don't recommend anyone trying to. I mean, you can speed run this game, <laughs> but there has to be ways to speed run it to get maximum XP fast. Because otherwise, uh, like there are some. RPG type games where it's like you could be a low level character for most of the game and get through it um, through some tricks, but in this one you need to be leveled up. Yeah, exactly. And if it seems like it's getting too hard, just go and grind. I, I just turned a couple podcasts on <laughs> and grinded for like thirty minutes just to get my my level up, and then you feel un- completely unstoppable. So there's, there's yeah. really no in between there. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the the flow of this game generally is you start out in the town, um, and then you have a few shops and townspeople you can talk to, similar to Zelda 2, yep. I would say. Um, and then there's a shop where you can buy different items, or a few shops you can buy items. And then there's a place where you can talk to Elena, which is Dogie's childhood friend. And... You know, she's making the eyes at Adol. Um, <laughs> it's kind of obvious. Like, there's a, there's an unspoken thing there. Um, and then, yeah, the flow of the game goes, you go figure out, oh, hey, there's been uh, trouble at the mine. The miners have been, they're trapped by monsters. And, um, and then you go in there and you fight enemies. And, and there's a little bit of going left and right. There are some hidden areas where you'll get a key and then um, you're just sort of exploring this large underground cavern Um, and then the rest of the game is you exploring these different areas like mountains a castle a clock tower um, and a mysterious island once you get to the end of the game so yeah it's pretty it's pretty simple you're not gonna find you know things like gravity boots or, um, you know, double jumping or, <laughs> I don't know, just typical Metroidvania things. A hook shot. You, know, you, you won't find those types of things. Mostly it's you're going to find stronger weapons. You're going to level up. And then you're going to find magic items that can make you invincible. Or they can give you uh, more defense and things of, of that nature. Or like a... A special item that can, you know, freeze time, kind of similar to Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. And and I think like you mentioned, it, it was. But yeah, that's the general flow. We haven't. Yeah. Well, like just uh, knowing what to do. I think that was the hardest part without an owner's manual and not knowing what these rings do and these magic mirrors and things like that. It uh, it, it was kind of nice that they gave a little description on, on your uh, item menu that <laughs> you knew exactly what was going to happen when you equip something. or um, So I appreciated that kind of <laughs> pretty heavily. Yeah, that, I think that is helpful. And 
I think uh, we haven't talked about the combat yet. It is different from the first two Ease games, though. And I'd say later Ease games, um, in terms of complexity, it's pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> you can hold the attack button and it'll keep spamming your sword attack. Um, and then there's like one move where if you tap the forward button, it'll do kind of a charge attack and do like a slightly stronger attack. And then this game also lets you attack up and down, yep. which I thought was handy yep. also. But there's almost like there's not enough resistance, I feel like, in this game from enemies whenever you actually hit them, right? Yeah. Or yeah. like that, that undefinable quality when you bounce off an enemy or it's like you know you're that visceral attacking feeling is slightly missing in this game. I will say the combat in general is better. I, I played the Genesis version, that Super Nintendo version back to back. It is better in the Genesis version. Um, it's a little more loosey goosey <laughs> the Super <laughs> Nintendo one. Um, the, the hit detection's a little spotty there. But yeah, it's it's nothing it's nothing super special it's it's functional though and it's not broken which is what i appreciate yeah i got you there yeah and uh, my youngest was kind of making fun of me because he was he always watches me play games and he kept uh saying i was spamming you're spamming daddy i'm like well yeah i'm spamming that's how i want to beat, beat these things <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't i spam hey, if the game has a built-in rapid fire i'm gonna use it exactly <laughs> So, and, and in the beginning, like you really had to pay attention to what you're doing. Like some of the early um, enemies like, were either crawling on the ground or flying, and you really had to kind of shift levels. You know, you're you're ducking and hitting, or you're jumping and hitting, or you're standing still and hitting. So um, there's a little bit of strategy there in the beginning, as far as that goes. But yeah. man, once you level up, I'm just like, boo, blew right, blew right through all that crap. <laughs> yeah, and their and their attack patterns for these enemies is very similar to a Castlevania, where it's like they they move left to right in a pattern right or up and down um and some in kind of like a parabola yeah type deal yeah every time i hear the word parabola i just think of that tool song so (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) um man i'll tell you what uh we talked about kind of like the screen layout but yeah i really enjoyed like the backgrounds of this game um oh yeah and the parallax scrolling yeah exactly You know, for 1991, this this was pretty solid, I thought. Yeah. I, I think what dates it is kind of having that frame around everything, but the actual display for everything is pretty solid. Yeah, and they and they designed it well. Like, it wasn't too much going on in the back. So, like, e- sometimes, in, like, even in Sonic games, like, I feel like there's too much going on in the background. But it was just simple enough to kind of kind of set the... You set the atmosphere, and when you're when you're in different parts of the level, you kind of knew you're in different parts of the level because it would just make little subtle changes, um, like it like oh. like in the mine yeah. with the like once you got into that second part where the enemies are a little bit more difficult and yeah, there's a few more levels there, it, it would change the background a little bit where you saw like some water flowing and it just it you you knew where you were even without a map, which I thought was very very yeah. uh, and it was kind of intuitive in a way. And I, and I like the effect too later on when you get to. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler, you get dropped <laughs> to the bottom of the volcano. Yeah. Um, that's that's where I, I quit. Love... Yeah, that, that part's where I, yeah, where I quit. Yeah, that part gets a little hard, a little dicey there. Um, but it it was cool because there's like 
you see the background of, of the lava, um, but it's also shifting back and forth yep. to make it look like the, the lava is flowing. And it's a really, really neat effect. Yeah, there's some cool parts in that area too, if I remember right, like you had to run away from a big part of the lava. I got so far down to where I was fighting that uh, like flame snake and then it just killed me bad and I never did try to beat it again. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, was that about halfway through the game? Because is there just one more area? Or? You you were about, uh, I'd say, one third done. Oh, geez. Yeah, because I, I, I bet I put six hours into that game. <laughs> yeah, you were about to fight a dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so like the handy thing about the game that we talked about also is that like even if you're in an area where you can't leave it, the game will still give you like a replenishing like this game calls it an arb for some reason the Genesis version does, but it's an herb. Well, yeah, uh, it, it says that, but which will refill all your health. It says a heart a arb, but when you actually go into the uh, description, it actually says herb. It's really weird. It's like, I think that a was just a typo. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, to be. <laughs> it's just a typo. That's great. <laughs> or they decided, they, you know, someone said, I think we should call it an arb. And the other person said, I think we should call it an herb. And they were both like, we're both right. That's right. And uh, they just, <laughs> they, they went with that. <laughs> but I also like that every time you finish an area in this game, the dialogue slightly changes when you return to the town. Yeah. Um, and when you go into certain houses uh, you'll have new dialogue with Elena or, you know, she'll have ran off to the castle to go confront her brother or some, you know, something like that. So I do like the dynamic feeling of the town and you, and you notice that even more if you ever play the, the, the remake, things are constantly in flux. Um, and there, there is something to this game where I think the strength of the, the, the characterizations and the dialogue, um, you know, I, I feel more invo- invested in this game and the and the characters than, than I'd say some other games. It's not on the level of, say, like a Final Fantasy, um, you know, like a later Final Fantasy or anything. But I do appreciate the attempt at characterization and, you know, different calm scenarios and things that you encounter like you do get to go to a mountain and, and meet dogie's old trainer um, oh, that's cool you know the yeah the uh solitary guy in the middle you know of a <laughs> avalanche mountain range um you know just hanging out in his hut <laughs> <laughs> and yeah there's just there's lots of cool little touches in this game and just the fact that each area is completely different has a new set of enemies to fight um you know sure the the combat's fairly simple and the bosses can be kind kind of cheap but if you level up enough i feel like everything is is doable and there's one especially cool thing once you get to like the tail end of this game when you go to the the island um, to confi- confront the final boss. Uh, there's a really cool effect on the Genesis version where the screen has almost almost looks like a, a light that travels across the screen, but you only see a portion of the screen. So it's almost like it's a, it's a chandelier that's kind of... Uh, it's kind of swaying. That's what it what it, what it seems like when, once you get there. That's cool. The cool effects like that, and then like once you're like at the castle, 
There's really nice parallax scrolling there. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's just, I don't know, man. There's a lot of neat effects in this game that just shows a lot of intentionality in design that, that I think are just really cool. Yeah, now I, I kind of wonder, like, was this just like a limited release or something? Because I never saw it in rental stores as a kid. I never really heard hey. about it. It was just like, here it is. <laughs> Honestly, oh, what? What was the only other Ease game Sega fans had maybe played before this? Uh, Ease on the Sega Master System, right? Yeah. Uh, and then it was like they just skipped over Ease 2. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Ease 3 comes out on the Sega Genesis in 91. I don't know how wide of a release this got. And I mean, what else what what would it have been competing with on the Sega Genesis at the time exactly. in 91? Cuz what you had maybe Fancy Star 2 came out and I want to say 89. And then I think three came out in ninety or ninety-one. So there wasn't really much else like this yeah. on the Sega Genesis. The sort of Vermilion was what early nineties. Was... Yeah, but maybe for some people this felt more eight-bit than sixteen-bit. I don't know. Yeah, you know there are aspects of it that feel eight-bit since it originated as an eight-bit game. But there are like cool parallax scrolling effects and things that happen. Um, and of course, we talked about the music is just excellent. Makes great use of the sound chip. Um, but yeah, it's a mystery to me why this game didn't perform as well and why it's not as well remembered and loved. And, you know, we can speculate that maybe it's the name itself of people trying to pronounce ease. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or, you know, maybe it's... Yeah, it just doesn't have a flashy name. Ease 3, Wanderers from Ease. Okay. Like, what are you more excited to play? Splatterhouse 2. <laughs> Ease 3. I don't know. It's trying to get into the mindset of a kid in 1991, which I was. I don't remember us ever talking about this game on the playground. We talked about Zelda. Exactly, yeah. Right? Talk, uh, I think Zelda might have been the biggest one. I don't even think we were... I remember my brother had Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior back in the early 90s. And we had Final Fantasy 2 on the Super Nintendo. Um... Yeah, the only time I remember East 3 being mentioned was having one of those Funko Land flyers. And I kid you not, it gave a list of Super Nintendo games. And, and then it said, we're accepting trade-ins, but we are not accepting trade-ins for these specific titles. <laughs> yeah. And one of the major ones listed was East 3, like, too many people had returned the game. Oh my so in my mind, it was one of those things where people didn't grasp it at first, or they, you know, they rented it and they're just like, I can't get anywhere in this game. I'm done. And that's why it has the reputation it does. Jeez. It, it's kind of considered the 
black sheep of the E series, even though having played most of the E's game now, I'd probably say the E's five is probably the black sheep. <laughs> but that's for you deep dive E's nerds out there. <laughs> and they're probably named Dan, is that right? Not that Dan's nerds. Right. I just know that Dan's like this game. <laughs> Speaking of Dan, uh, Dan Tolan, uh, yeah. I might uh, talk to him about Judgment, see if he played that yet. We were talking about that. He's the one that really talks up y- Yakuza, and uh, I mentioned playing Judgment, and he hadn't started Yapping it yet. about Yakuza. Yapping Wonder yet. if someone's made a podcast. Yep. And the, the second Judgment game comes out here in a few weeks. So can't wait for that. I'm sure I'll talk about that at the next show. Anyways. That's funny, because I was talking to uh, my my best bud, Jesse, here in town. I was hanging out with him this weekend, and we played a whole bunch of Streets of Rage 4. And then I was like, hey, if you like this, and you want something a little more open world, but with like a really good beat-em-up system, I was like, you got to play these Yakuza games. And he's like, oh, man, there's just too many good games to play. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, but, uh, you know, I think he was talking about, you know, he tried one of the newer Grand Theft Autos and uh, he bounced off it because he was just, it was just overwhelming. There was too much game and I was just like, well, try, try Yakuza game. You know, it's a little more streamlined. I, I think it's hard to get lost in that game. You can, you can do the main stuff yeah. pretty easily well- and then... It's really funny because I'm I'm looking over I, I've been keeping a list the past three years of all the games I play, just to kind of like have like a little uh, like history of what I've done, and yeah. looking at everything in 2021, literally my favorite games this year have been Ghost of Tsushima and Judgment, and I've I've tried about everything else in between, and those were my two favorite games, and and Ghost of Tsushima is a huge game, but you know Judgment's the Yakuza type style game, and that that's that's right up there with me, so I don't know, I, to me that is a big game, but. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, it'll be my never-ending quest to get him to try this series. So we'll see if it ever takes. Yeah. But back to yeah, back to ease games. <laughs> back to ease. Ease three. I think this game is underrated. Yeah, I'd agree. Oh, kind of under, really. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Under really the kind of a hidden one because it's yeah under the radar. Yeah, because I, I honestly didn't think about it till I played one of the ease games that I mentioned earlier, and uh, I just kind of did a history on it and I was like, well, Genesis didn't know that. Kind of took me off guard. And honestly, the Super <laughs> Nintendo version too. I had no clue. I just assumed they're yeah. all like you know PC games or some weird system I didn't have as a kid. So yeah, and, and it makes sense. I mean, they started out as Japanese PC games, but. It's weird if you look at Ease 3, it was ported, especially, uh, okay, so over here, there were three different versions that you could play in English. There was this one, the Super Nintendo one, and then there was the TurboGrafx CD version. Um, but then in Japan, it also got ported to the Famicom. It got ported to the PS2, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, Eventually, there was a a remake um, on the PSP, but there were all sorts of other versions, um, like on the MSX, on the X68000, all these Japanese PCs. It must have been a hit, you know, for it to get ported to all these places. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, I, I think the E-Series today is a little more loved and people, you know, are jumping more into it now. But I don't know what it was about the, the early life of the series. Maybe they just kind of looked at the back of it and thought it was a Zelda clone that want to play it or something. I don't know. But you didn't, even, yeah. you didn't even have a lot of those at the time either. I mean, <laughs> no. So I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe it was. Um, the, you know what I remember? I remember in a lot of gaming magazines, first it was, oh, this game looks too eight bit, and then it was like, oh, this game looks too dement. You know, it's two D, right? We want three D <laughs> yeah, games. Exactly. And so for a time, there was this huge prejudice against sixteen uh, bit games that the character sizes looked more 8-bit or the general look of the game felt more 8-bit. And so I would say if you looked at this game in screenshots in a magazine, it would look like an 8-bit game, to be honest. You might think it's 8-bit because of the smaller design of the characters, right? Yeah. They're 8-bit sizes. They're not these large, hulking... (laughs) 16-bit sizes for sprites. So I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm, okay. Was there anything about the... Oh, on the music... um, So I don't have the composer pulled up, but I did find out that Noriyuki Iwadare, who did the music for things like Lunar and Grandia, uh, actually ported the soundtrack for this game to the Sega Genesis. Okay. So I thought that was really cool, which makes sense why it sounds so great. Well, on Moby Games, it gives one of the credits to, uh, looks like Yoshikaya Kubatera. And there's a ton, like some real good songs, or uh, real good games on uh, the resume here. You got like um, Lunar, Dragon Song. Yeah. Um, what else is there here? There, uh, I played this game. It's called Rumble Roses. It was a, that was a yeah. wrestling game for like <laughs> Xbox 360. On the PS2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are good. I actually like those games. So there, there's some uh, interesting games so in they're there. They're pretty prolific in there. Yeah. I've got a lot of games. I love, I love wrestling games. So those were kind of fun anyways. But uh, yeah, there's some good good little credits there. Cool deal. Yeah. What did you think of the the sound effects in general? I thought they were good. Like, I, I thought the, yeah, I thought the sound, solid. sound all around was What did you think good. of... Uh, I have an achievement for one of the sound effects in the game that I will, will talk about. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's a corker. It's a, it's a doozy. Okay. This particular sound effect. Oh, that's cool. But we'll get to it. <laughs> neat, neat, neat. Um, yeah, we talked graphics, a little bit of the story. We didn't really spoil the story too much. Um, I would say there is kind of a twist by the end and you find out why um, you know the the lord of the castle is doing what he does and and uh, you find out uh, why Chester who is kind of an agent of the bad guys you know he was a good guy turned bad you kind of figure out how that happened and then his final self-sacrifice at the end um, and who the, the the real bad guy is and who you have to defeat. So you find that stuff out in the game. Again, I would recommend you play the remake of this game, which fleshes out the story so much more. <laughs> but if you don't, this one, I'd, I'd give it a shot. 
and and of course I'll you know tell you a little more about that when I rate the game. <laughs> yeah, the story wasn't bad. I mean, like the the, the little you know dialogue scenes I thought were good. There's a nice little cutscene in, in, like in really the intro. Nice, yeah, like the intro had some yeah, nice artwork. Full and, full picture. Yeah, artwork, uh, anime style artwork yeah. of, of Adol's uh, long flowing red mane. Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't think the uh, the cover art um, pictured him very well. You know, he always kind of has that like shorter hair. The cover art, he looks like Fabio with red hair. But um, <laughs> up with that? Yeah. Why 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 did uh, these people think that we did Fabio to sell video games to kids? Yeah. I I will never understand that. Maybe it's because they thought moms were buying. I guess the games. <laughs> Like, oh, Iron Sword, that would be great. Look, Fabio's on the cover. I've been reading his romantic novels. Yeah, because, I mean, th- this guy, I mean, the guy with the cover art looks like, you know, maybe mid-30s, just kind of a buff dude. I, mean, I never pictured Adol like that, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> he does have long hair. You're right. Um, looks like a wig. Yeah. <laughs> the wig. Adol looks okay, but, yeah, he, I don't know what's going on there. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, now I'm gonna go look at the Ease Three. I'm gonna look at the Mega Drive just to see how the artwork compares. Check them all out. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the uh, Turbo Graphics 16. That one's interesting. <laughs> you know, what? looks like an Egyptian guy yeah, on the front. I'm trying- <laughs> I'm trying to see. Some of them don't even really have a cover art here on Moby Games. This is great podcasting right yeah. here. I can't even find the East Three Japanese. Okay, box. the the NES version, which I'm sure you know, really the Famicom. Uh, that one looks pretty good. It all actually looks like a yeah. like a teenager kid with like short hair. Yeah, that yeah. that one's good. I'll, I'll I'll send you that one on Messenger so you can see it. Okay. This one actually looks like it's newer. Did, did East 3 come out in... Yeah, it says East 3 came out in Japan. I just can't find the box I for it. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good pod, right? Good pod. You know what? You know what the best thing is? Talking about things our viewers can't actually see. Um, but describing them for them, I'm sure, no sarcasm, everyone loves that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's fine. Listeners, we're just asking you to go check out the E3 box art because yes. it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Look. Most of the other ones, if you look at like the Super Nintendo version, um, it's slightly less ridiculous. Yeah, c- com- compare the guy with red hair and all the different versions. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The guy with red hair. That's his name. Yeah, I mean, East 3 on the Super Nintendo, I mean, he's got shorter hair. He looks kind of like a dork. But uh, the dragon looks really cool, and the mage on the uh, cover looks cool. Yeah. So take your pick. That looks like a... You would think it'd be like one of the ter- many turn-based RPGs on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's what I get from that picture. That's cool. Nice. Okay, man. Well. All right. Let's wrap it up. You want to go right into some retrofitted achievements? Let's do it. All right. 
the Genesis Gems Retro Recorded Achievements. Well, I have three. I don't know. I don't okay. know how many you have. I have one, two, three, four. Ooh, I have four. Beat me by one. All right. Um, my first one, I called it Cliffhanger. And uh, this is actually getting up the cave. Like, if you're going down to fight the second boss in the first stage, uh, getting back up the cave without falling. Because, man, that sucked. The, the platforming, I was not good <laughs> at on this game. Uh, this one takes a little bit of explanation. <laughs> the, the original phrase is, easy does it. Um, but this one is, ease three does it. There you go. And that's uh, beating the game. <laughs> Oh, uh, my next one. This is kind of stupid. It's called the uh, the Bachelor, and this is beating a boss without a ring. You, you get it? Oh, that makes sense. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> All right. So my next one is Good Dogi, and uh, that's playing through the game and watching as Dogi randomly shows up in some of your cutscenes. <laughs> Because he's not, so I, I think if, if I remember right, if you play this on the the remake, Dogie's with you like as an AI companion during battle. Yeah. But in this version, he's kind of useless because he he literally is just there to speed the story along. He doesn't really um, come in and, and and help you in any battles. So. <laughs> yeah, the newer Sorry, the newer games like he's right beside you and you actually play as him. That's it's pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, my last one is this is Sparta and this is getting kicked down into a lava pit by that old dude right what was his name again Chester <laughs> not old dude I didn't mean that no he's, he's like <laughs> he's Elena's older brother so cool okay um let's see my next one is Enable useless mode. And that's uh, going into the options and, and uh, enabling the INT mode, which is, I think, interlaced, which um, will definitely make the game look different, but I don't think it's any better. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's more to, to give it the appearance of the original versions of the game. Nice. All right, cool. Okay, so... All right, I've got, I've got a question for you, Nick. Oh no, here we go. This one's really dumb. <laughs> I like it. What do you call it when a redhead goes off the deep end? What do you call it? A ginger snap. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 do gingers look forward to later in life? What's that? Great hair. <laughs> You had to pick up my slack. I didn't have very many good jokes this time. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> good stuff, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from the ones I'm finding that are a little, uh, little not appropriate for our show. I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, hey. All right. You wanna... Did you have any more? Uh... Or, or that was it, right? You only had three, right? That was all I had, man. Okay, I have one more. One more. And that is Hypercat Dying Express. 
And that is defeating a boss in this game. You get a very pronounced dying cat noise from your Sega Genesis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is quite glorious. Gotta love those dying cat noises. Pretty sure uh, I, I posted an article about um, Yuzo Kashiro talking about how he uh, did the sound uh, for like the Grand Uppa sound you'd hear from Axel on Streets of Rage. Yeah, the, the Grand Popper. Yeah, and uh, Mike, Mike Kelso decided to make fun of that and call it the Dying Cat sound. So. Oh, not cool, not cool. Come on. Yep. <laughs> All right, hey, let's ask the big question here. Is Ease 3 a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? And mm-hmm. if you'd like to join in on this conversation be sure to go over to our group page at facebook.com slash group slash bitbrothers but before we go into the feedback I do want to read kind of go over the critical reception on this so if you're if you're ever on Moby Games you can kind of see what it is by the reviews and the user score for this and this is out of 5 this is what folks in the community rated it so they rated it a 3.9 out of 5 which wasn't bad um most of the that's pretty solid. Yeah, and most of the critical reviews came in at like you know seventy to to eighty percent um, on the score. And one of the notable ones I wrote down here was from uh, Sega16.com. I, I do like going to that site. Um, and and what they said here was very similar to my take on it. So I thought that was kind of cool. They rated it an eighty out of a hundred. And this was in 2006. They said, while Wanderers from Ease doesn't sound like much, it's actually quite a bit of fun. Running rapidly through the various locations, sword slashing a mile a minute, while admiring the nice multi-plane scrolling backgrounds and listening to the game's awesome soundtrack. Um, has always... Uh, yes, even out of the Genesis, there comes some fabulous music. Ease has always been known for great soundtrack. It may be a simplistic pleasure, but the game as a whole is enjoyable nonetheless. I'm taking it this uh, writer this review didn't like the Genesis sound. Kind of crappy. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that's a little, yeah. a little off there. But we did ask the question on the Jim's page. We didn't get a... Or, uh, sorry, the Bit Brothers groups. We didn't get a ton of feedback, but we did get some feedback here. So uh, let's start here with uh, Josh... Josh D. Every time I say his last name, I mispronounce it, and uh, I'm not going to Michael Slaughter it again. I wrote it down somewhere, and I went to my new Mac, and I lost it. So sorry, Josh. He's going to, he's going to correct me again. He uh, said, I haven't played this one, though. I like the first two games, but I know you'll cover this game with great ease. Uh, I like what yes. I like what he did there. <laughs> uh, Adam Joel says, haven't played this version, but the remake uh, is incredible. Uh, Michael Kelso, good grief. He says, pronounce yeesh. As in the sound that you make when you realize this is a border around the screen for the whole game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sean Lane tagged uh, Dan in here, says you can't miss this one. So your buddy, nope. your buddy Dan here. <laughs> Dan Basilia, yeah. Yep. So, um, for me, um, I, w- I was borderline here. I was, I was going to say just good, and then I played it some more. And I am going to go with a gem on this one. To me, this is a hidden gem. It's it's a game that yeah. I didn't know much about until I played the newer ones. And I went and researched the history because, good grief, I'm playing, like, what, part eight? And I'm like, where, okay, where's one through seven? 
And as I went back, I'm like, oh, there's a Genesis version? No way. So yeah. that's kind of where I got introduced to that. And then um, once once you talk to someone like Aaron or uh, someone else who knows the game a little bit better, and you get those hints like, hey, grind, don't rush in, you're going to have a miserable time, you kind of have to understand, like like find the hidden part of this game to, to have a good time. And uh, I had a blast. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, hopefully I can finish it one day. But um, it was definitely definitely a, a great game. Good music, good good uh, i love the graphics like i mentioned i love the backgrounds um I, even the storyline it was simple straightforward but it wasn't too much it, it didn't try to do too much either which i which i appreciate because it wasn't like okay i gotta go spend 50 hours and beat this game it was a straight to the point it had some cool rpg mechanics uh you know decent boss battles um decent level up system so um it, it to me it's more of a lower gym but i i would consider this game a gym um definitely one to try out yeah, and for me, um, I think I kind of knew going in, having beaten a few different versions of the game, uh, I, I think it is a, a gem. It's a, it's a hidden gem, and certainly, uh, you know, there's a little varnish. There's a few things that will detract from the game being truly a classic Genesis title, um, which is, you know, the, the combat can be a little bit stiff. There's no recovery frames um and you know for some people this game might be too short where you know back in the day they might have rented it completed it and said okay let's let's move on (laughs) but i think the game you do get here is just a solid um you know action rpg and nothing about it is too complicated and you know as long as you level up you'll you'll have a pretty good time and you know, if you ever get stuck, of course, just look at a guide. But I would say the things that will sustain you while you're playing this game is just like the fantastic soundtrack. You know, pretty solid story to keep you engaged. And <laughs> some really nice little graphical effects as you keep going. And some some cool... I wouldn't say they're the, the most amazing bosses in this game, but they're, they're pretty solid. Yeah. They're pretty solid. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, that makes it a enough of a good game to turn it into a gem nice so i guess we'll lay the gavel down and we'll call yeast three <laughs> yeah i just called it ease ease call it yeast yeast yeast, yeast three. three yeast three <laughs> on the second genesis a genesis gem and nice. aaron i'm gonna try to share my screen with you real quick we'll look at this okay. uh nice little uh, your updated list yeah. of our uh games. our ranking list that's on the website let's do it so let me know when you can see this nice little list here. Yes, I can see it. Nice. Okay, so we'll go up to the gems here. Our lowest gem is Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, it comes in okay. at 45. And uh, I think it's it's definitely better than that. Um, I think it's... Uh, I like it better than... Um, I like it better than Ram. Rambo 3. Okay, good. I was going to say, I like it better than Rampart, even though we just covered that. I know, and I, I like it better than... Um, I, I like it better than Slam Masters. I don't like it better. And than I like it better than Sonic Spinball. I feel like it has more staying power, though someone might fight me on Sonic Spinball because <laughs> it's much more well-known. I did like Quack... Um, I like Quackshot a little bit better than this game. I like Quackshot. I think that's fine. Oh, you're, um, you're, you're a good guy there. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a solid place to put it. I would say I like it more than columns but i think what we might do at some point is just maybe reorder some of these games yeah. on the list in general we, 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 we have I, the right I mean, to do that <laughs> we have the right to do that 
And listeners, if you ever want to see this full list, what's it at? The Genesis Gems It's at Bit, podcast. I believe it's what? Bitbros.com? Is it on BitBros now? Bitbro, BitBrosNetwork.com. Sweet. You go there, you click the Genesis Gem link, you can see all the ranking there. So, yep. And as I updated this, if for some reason you went to this before uh, <laughs> the show aired, it updated it live. So, spoilers. Cool. Woohoo. All right. See if I can stop sharing my screen now. I'm not a. There we go. Cool. I'm, I'm used to using. We use Microsoft Teams at work now, so we don't. Oh, so do we. <laughs> oh man, talk about a failure. Uh, sorry, Microsoft. I do like. I uh, like things about it, but the thing I hate, soapbox time. The thing I hate the most is um, having to pop back and forth between tasks and it not being very easy to do. Um, do you guys use like having, you guys use tasks by planner? Oh, we use everything in there. We use the we use the uh, just the different features, and sometimes it can just be a pain jumping back and forth because I, sometimes I have to go to a shared file. Gotcha. And then I have to go into a chat, and then I have to go somewhere else, and it's not always super intuitive to do that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool, man. So we, uh, if you're hearing this before, and I think you will, um, before it's completely down, we have a poll out on the Bit Brothers Facebook group where uh, you get to pick the next game. Uh, unfortunately, you can only pick from three games for the next game. <laughs> um, and the, the fans like to, to uh, torture us a little bit. I, th- I think there's one probably really awesome game on that list, and the other, yeah. the other two are just, eh. So uh, go out there. Yeah. Your, your choices will be uh, King Salmon. Uh, Bubba and Sticks or General Chaos and you can kind of understand right now General Chaos and King Salmon are tied at 10 votes apiece so I'm not sure what we're going to do about a tie so go out there and vote for one of those get a tiebreaker going on <laughs> yes please <laughs> oh boy so alright man well I think that wraps up episode 90 yeah. part 2 that was, a, that was a good one thanks for uh, that was a it was good to finally great Microsoft Teams podcast exactly Teams good <laughs> Got all those tasks. I gotta, I gotta go catch up on all that tomorrow. As a matter of fact, because I took Thursday and Friday off, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> and we apologize to any of our redheaded fans. Yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> Sorry, I wish I had hair. I actually just completely shaved my head bald for the first time today. So that's oh, wow. that, that's a new thing. It's very white and it needs some tan. So, <laughs> but I finally did it. I, I always told myself if I kept losing hair, I would go clean, and I did. So there, there you goatee? go. Yeah. Goatee? Yeah, I have I kept the beard, so Okay. Yeah. Had to had to do something there. <laughs> Alright. Well guys, we thank you so much for listening in. Keep tuned. We're gonna try to turn one around, uh, you know, like we usually do. I'm not promising anything because it could be forever, but uh with the three games that we uh, have up here, I could say we could cover one of those pretty quickly. So we'll make it happen, guys. Well we appreciate yeah. appreciate it. Aaron, you got anything to add? Uh, I the only other thing I would add is if you want to see a fun video on this game, go check out Console Wars, who did a teardown um, between the Genesis and Super Nintendo version, did kind of a versus episode on it. So check that out. Sweet, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you all have a great day, and we will catch you later. See ya. Thank you for being a gem. Played you once and now I'm back again Your card is true 
You're the pearl in my Sega world And if we threw a party Invited all the hosers we knew You would see the greatest game would be for me I put the card in and I say thank you for